You won many talent shows. You were out there killing it. Talk to me about that experience, man. Especially, oh man, it was cool. Like team was cool. Me and my cousin used to rap. Like we were like, we only um, ten years old, but we some heartbreakers. We could like it was like the old school. Like we talking about eighties rap and giving my age okay. out. But still, like we had a good time. Uh, we used to do like different like parks and recs was really popular back in the day. We do like different parks and rec talent shows. We were also in a church drill team. They don't have church drill teams anymore. But shout out to the old school church drill teams. And our drill team had a drummer, so you couldn't tell us nothing. So we would take like all the old school songs, like take No Diggity, and we make it a Christian song. We'd take like Mystical No Limit, and we make those Christian songs. So it was really cool. So that's really like my foundation right there. I mean, it was fun winning talent shows, rapping, just having a good time doing something that I love. In high school, we won a high school talent show. I think I took, uh, what was the song? Oh, well, I can't really. You know, it was the Woof song by, what was it? Snoop Dogg joined No Limit. Okay. Okay. Uh... Woof, mother, woof. Oh, that one, okay. yeah, that was the shit. But I took it to make my, uh, I took it to make my, I took it like whatever our, what was our mascot? Rockets. So I'm like, woof, Justin Rockets, woof, Justin Rockets. We we jammed out. Couldn't tell me nothing. Mm, very dope. So talk to me about the corporate job and the shift. I mean, a lot of people work corporate while they're pursuing their dreams. Oh, yes, absolutely. Sometimes the corporate takes over the dreams, and sometimes Ooh. the dreams take over take the over the job. So you got, yeah. you got to talk to me because I could like really relate with that. So. Yeah, in my journey, the dream took over the corporate. But shout out to my corporate company because the whole time I was there, I was still DJing, I was still oh. rapping, and they supported it. Like if we were like if we were viewed like we were on a local television show, they would like play it around the campus, which was pretty cool. So I've always like I have no like no regrets for being there because they always support it. I've you know, DJ company events at the location. So that was really cool. They were a very supportive company. But one day, like I worked uh, corporate America for 10 years and the Lord was like, and I, but I complained about it after a while. I mean, it was a good, it was an analyst job. You got out of college, yeah. just what you want. You know, you got a good desk job and you're doing job. what you love. That's a good paying job too. Yeah, it was. It was, God, I miss it. But the point is, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the funny thing though, I wanted it, but I guess I, I always still knew what I wanted in the back of my head. Cause even mm -hmm. the first thing I bought with my money that like my first paycheck was like a whole little studio bundle. Okay. I was like, yeah, I was like, so I definitely still wanted it. So that definitely was still in the mm -hmm. back of my head, but I uh, worked corporate America for 10 years and got, and I've complained like the last probably five years I had tried to shift. I ended up moving from San Antonio to DC to okay. shift just to get a different atmosphere. And then radio one was in DC. And I knew that after 10 years, God was like, you know, quit your job and move to Atlanta. At first was like moved to Atlanta. And I was like, well, I was on the federal side of my job. I was like, well, there's no federal side of this job here. Like I was like, I was like, I can't move to Atlanta, Lord, and keep my job. That's right. that's not gonna work. And so after confirmations and all that, I literally quit my job and I moved to Atlanta. And I was like, okay, cool. Here I'm gonna pursue radio and DJing. I had a company called I have a company called Eclectic Music Enterprise. I was like, I'm gonna just go with it. I'm gonna register it. I'm gonna go ahead and step out of here on faith. Thank God for family who lived in Atlanta. But it just uh, I'm big on alignment with God. When things align, then I know that's him. So I asked my cousins, I was like, Can I stay with y'all? They were like, Yeah, come on. It was like too easy. I was like, Okay, Lord, I guess well. I'm <laughs> but I mean, when I tell you God has opened some doors and who knew a pandemic was coming, like I didn't know any of that was going to happen. Right. Uh, but God is amazing. He sustains and God is good. I mean, he really is. No complaint. Absolutely. I mean, it's been, it's, you got to work hard and trust me, it's an adjustment. Like I said, you lose that corporate money and that money that you know that's coming every two right. weeks. You're like, okay. <laughs> what am I going to do to get, you know, get yeah, what am I going to do to get this? <laughs>
exactly. And speaking of sharing stages, I mean, you shared stages with some many great artists. Give me some yes. do- don'ts, man, as a DJ. Like, what are some things that DJs should not do while sharing a stage with an artist? First of all, don't play their songs. Don't play their, if like, don't play their songs in your set before they come out. Like, because so, you don't know what they're going to sing. That's a big one. <laughs> that's number one. Like, oh, they playing that song. Oops. That's a big one. So that's, that's number one. And then know what artist you're sharing the stage with. If I'm sharing the stage with Erica Campbell, I'm probably not going to go really heavy CHH bass. I'm going to do like contemporary gospel, like your Kiara right. Shears, your urban gospel, Jordan Armstrong. And if I'm sharing the stage with Bizzle, I'm probably not going to go real contemporary gospel. I'm going to go more <laughs> CHH. So know, know what genre that you're in. And then my biggest thing is know your audience. Audiences are major. Like you can go in with one set in mind, and I've been. I've had. Yeah, it's gonna be a young audience. The audience is like fifty and up. Like, whoop, we got to change this. Right, they gonna right. look at me like this. I don't know them songs. So you got. Right. So you've really got to. You can. I mean, preparation is key. But once you get there, you got to be able to adjust and shift as well to know your audience. So yeah, know who you're sharing the stage with. Know your audience, and then at some point you'll catch the vibe of the audience. I mean, it's, it's gonna happen. But that's that's two major things. Some do's and some don'ts. Definitely don't play their song. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and that be ever ready. I've had a time where DJ like I was like, hit it. And I was like, oh, he was ready already. I was over here. You know, so I mean I made the mistake too. Like, oh, let me play your song. Because I'm good for talking. Like I'm like, oh, I'm over here having a whole conversation with somebody. <laughs> I've made that mistake too. So like be ever ready. Like if they have a set list, you know, or, you know, be proactive, already know it, talk to their manager, all that, all the above, because all that matters. If you're enjoying the content you're watching right now and you want to level up and create vibes at all the events you DJ at, well, make sure you subscribe to us right